Deep dive into the world of science with Nature Plus. From the vastness of the distant star systems to the intricacies of infectious diseases due to climate change, we've got you covered. Enjoy access to over 55 cutting-edge journals, breaking scientific news, and over a 1,000 new articles every month. Whether you're a seasoned researcher or just curious, Nature Plus simplifies complex studies. Plus, it's all available right at your fingertips on nature.com. Nature Plus, the key to unlocking the world's most significant scientific advances. Subscribe today at go.nature.com slash plus. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi listeners, Benjamin here. In this week's Nature, we have a feature article investigating a quest to find a treatment for a rare genetic disease. In this podcast extra, Jeff Marsh speaks to some of the people involved. Having your first child can be a nerve-wracking time in anyone's life. But for Nick Ciro, things took an early turn for the worse. So it was uh, in the year 2000, it was a Sunday, and we'd um, brought our baby son Julian back from the clinic where he was born. And we were changing his nappies and we noticed that they were red-black. And so we were very alarmed and we called the doctor and the doctor came in and tested for blood and didn't find any. Um, and then he kind of scratched his head and said, well, what have you been eating today? And it so happened that we'd had some red cabbage. And so he said, it's the red cabbage, you know, going into the breast milk, into the child, into the urine. Now, he just went off and we... Really... Nick and his wife were very sceptical and sought out a second opinion. A few months later, after tests were run at Great Ormond Street Hospital in the UK, the results came back. Their son had a rare genetic disease called Alcaptonuria, or AKU for short. And we were just completely shocked. You know, we'd never heard about it. Um, we'd never really heard about rare diseases, to be perfectly honest. You know, it was really a step into a whole new world. At the time, this new world looked very bleak to Nick. His inevitable internet searches, which he'd been warned against, threw up plenty of scare stories about what lay ahead for his newborn son, but almost nothing about how to help. At around the same time, another AKU patient, Robert Gregory, or Bob, had started the ball rolling on a mission that would come to dominate Nick's life to this day. The mission, finding a treatment for AKU. Bob had sought the help of a doctor who at the time was almost as unfamiliar with the disease as he was. When um, Robert Gregory first approached you, was AKU, Alcaptonuria, kind of, was that something you thought about a lot before that? No, I had just seen two cases in my entire life before that. So very esoteric, very rare, very unusual for people to see a case in their life. That's Dr. Lakshminarayan Ranganath from the Royal Liverpool University Hospital. People called me Ranga, for short. It's a condition where one of the genes for an enzyme called homogenetic acid dioxygenase, HGD, is missing. 
proteins are made up of building blocks. One of the building blocks is tyrosine. And the way the body normally degrades tyrosine is by going through this chemical called homogentisic acid. So in AKU, the homogentisic acid accumulates in the body, comes out in the urine, causing black urine. It stains the tissues in the body, causing black joints, uh, black pigment in the eye, the white of the eye, and it also turns the ears blue-black. All tissues become brittle and breaks down easily. So if this happens in the cartilage of the joints, you're going to get very early arthritis. By the time they are 20, 30, they start to get severe pain in the joints of the body and in the back. And then just when life should be getting really good for them, it starts to deteriorate. They need painkillers forever. Nick wasn't content to accept this prognosis for his son. But there was room for optimism. Across the Atlantic in the United States, Dr William Gahl at the National Institutes of Health was doing a clinical study for AKU on a drug which had been used to treat a much more severe disease called type 1 tyrosinemia. Originally developed as a weed killer, this drug had proven to be somewhat of a miracle cure. Patients with type 1 tyrosinemia who would normally die before the age of 2 were thriving on this drug. Theoretically, this drug, nitisinone, should work for AKU as well, as it works on a different part of the same metabolic pathway. But theory, of course, isn't enough to get a drug approved. So this NIH trial ran for three years, looked at just 40 patients, and used as its endpoint a single measure of hip rotation. Unfortunately for everyone involved, it failed. People were absolutely devastated. Patients were devastated. The researchers were devastated. And the company that owned the drug were just like, look, we can't do this anymore. You know, it's just not going to work. This is a drug that biochemically works. You know, it just works because it's an enzyme inhibitor and it stops the accumulation of the homogentisic acid. And that leads to the damage. We knew all that. So in theory, we knew it was meant to work really well. So to have it, to have patients not be able to have access to it just seemed radically unfair. At this point, Nick and Ranga knew that they were going to have to go about things differently. First, Nick ran a sponsored marathon to raise enough money to transport an AKU patient's body to Liverpool for an autopsy to help Ranga start to build a better understanding of the disease. Then they decided they would need an animal model of the disease. For this, Nick managed to raise half a million pounds from Britain's big lottery fund to fund another University of Liverpool scientist, James Gallagher, in developing a mouse model of the disease. So we went on a two-pronged strategy. The first strategy was to apply to NHS England. And in the UK, we have a very particular situation um, called highly specialised services within the NHS. And this is a part of the NHS that realises that for ultra-rare diseases, you need a different model because they realise that otherwise they just fall through the cracks. So we applied to a highly specialised services to set up a national AKU centre based in Liverpool. Okay, And one of the things we did to kind of try and convince um, NHS England that this was important, we did a health economics study. And without treatment, he showed that the average AKU patient was costing £100,000 a year to the NHS. Okay, Now, what we asked for was roughly a million pounds to treat 80 patients. So as you can see, you know, there's that's otherwise they'd, they'd be costing eight million pounds. So it's actually saving the NHS money to have this treatment centre and have people on the drug. And that is the case for many rare diseases, you know. And so all patients in England and Scotland can come once a year to Liverpool where they'll have a week of tests, x-rays and blood tests and 
MRIs and all that physiotherapy, all that kind of stuff. And then they're given access to nitizanone. And then Ranga and Jim and their team then evaluate the evolution of the disease over time to see whether it's helping. This has meant that last year, Nick's oldest son got his first dose of nitizanone off licence. But this centre is only there for patients in England and Scotland. With lots of positive data now from this observational study at the AKU centre, Nick and his colleagues wanted to change the lives of more people, so they turned their gaze to Europe. We um, decided to answer a call for proposals from the European Commission for rare diseases. So what this funding from the EC allowed us to do was a dose-finding study. Then we um, did a four-year, what's called phase three study, This is the ultimate phase where you prove effectiveness before you get a licence. And we did that on 138 patients. And that ends in a month's time at the end of January. And that we're hopeful because the data from the National Centre is positive, from the mouse models positive and all that kind of stuff. So we're hopeful that the data from the randomised control trial will be positive. But as in any scientific experiment, you never know till you get the data. Nick's children, both of whom have AKU, will have access to this drug in the UK. And if these upcoming European trial results are positive, which they're expected to be, nitizanone will hopefully be accessible to patients outside of the UK. I wondered if now, after all this progress, Nick was ready to hang up his gloves. But it seems like he's found a home in the fight to treat rare diseases. There's 7,000 rare diseases and they're all very different. But the fundamental issues that you face as a rare disease patient or family are all the same. It's isolation, it's misunderstanding from the medical profession, it's lack of access to finance to do clinical studies. It's all the same things. And what we did when we set up the AKU Society is that we went to see other rare disease patient groups and asked them, how did you do it? And we learned from them. So that's why we then set up another charity called Find a Cure, which is there to build the patient movement and to help new patient groups that are emerging and teaching them all the skills to really accelerate their growth. Is it normal that um, this field of medicine has been pushed forward so much primarily that the driving force has been sort of non-scientists, members of the public essentially? I I think this is a partnership. It shows the power of the patient societies when they come on board and engage in a perfect way with the medical profession. So the medical profession also needs to learn to work in a collaborative way and facilitate working with patient groups. The second thing not to forget is the importance of basic scientists as well, because our basic scientists have been crucial to us because we understood the natural history and the effect of nitrogen on the natural history in the mouse model. Professor Jim Gallagher from the University of Liverpool has been key to that. So what our program has demonstrated us is If you can get clinicians, basic scientists and patient societies and potentially funders as well coming together and working collaboratively, I think you can make rapid strides, as we have shown, in such a small space of time. Because we only really started doing the research in 2006, 2007. So in 10 years, we've gone from having nothing to really having a a working treatment for a condition which has not had one for more than 100 years.
The Nature Podcast is supported by Nature Plus, a flexible monthly subscription that grants immediate online access to the science journal Nature and over 50 other journals from the Nature Portfolio. More information at go.nature.com slash plus. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.